Want to learn how to be a master of business without going back to school? Listen to the Planet Money MBA. No suits, no PowerPoints, just the secrets of business school delivered straight to your ears. Every Wednesday till Labor Day on Planet Money from NPR. Foreign companies in Kansas you probably didn't know were here. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Coming up, preserving the work of a curmudgeonly Kansas artist. I would describe MT as one of the most complex people I ever knew. (laughs) But first, Panasonic's decision to build a $4 billion manufacturing facility in Kansas has been big news for the last year or so. But lost in all that hype is the fact that the state already has nearly 600 foreign companies doing business here, and they employ about 75,000 people. Businesses like Kyoto Yushi Manufacturing Americas, part of the Mays Industrial Park. The 54,000-square-foot facility is sort of hidden in plain sight, quietly turning out lubricants for the automotive industry. So as we've engaged in, like with Wichita Manufacturing Association, it's, it's not uncommon to say we're a manufacturer, and they ask, well, what do you, what do, you do? Well, we make grease. You make grease here in Wichita? Well, yeah, actually in Mays. And then we say we're a predominantly owned Japanese company, and it's like, I didn't know that existed here. That's Craig Bay, president of the plant, which began operations in 2021. Right across the street from his company is Ryloy USA, a German plastics manufacturer. Other foreign companies are sprinkled throughout south-central Kansas. Aviation firms like Bombardier from Canada and Fijac Aero, a French company. Rondi Jack is with the Kansas Department of Commerce International Division. She says many of the jobs created by foreign investment are in high-paying industries. Typically, they are manufacturing jobs. They may be a, a little bit higher wage job. They may be, you know, investing a little bit more in R&D. So there are some advantages to those companies that are operating in Kansas. Jack says many of the foreign companies that moved to Kansas were already doing business with the state. But they were exporting products to Kansas, not making them here. It's a lot better for us if those products are being produced in Kansas by Kansas workers and going to a customer in Kansas or in a surrounding area. So from our perspective, we're actually bringing that wealth into the state, creating more jobs. That was the case with Kyoto Yushi. It was hiring companies to produce its products in North America, but then entered into a partnership with Wichita-based lubrication engineers to set up manufacturing here. Craig Bay says the time difference makes dealing with his bosses in Japan tricky. And learning and understanding how the Japanese conduct business also took some effort. We talk it through. We work it through. We don't just shoot from the hip. Um, kind of that, that American culture of, hey, just shoot from the hip and 80% right's good enough. No, the, the intent is you talk it through root cause analysis, countermeasures, corrective actions, and, and come up with a, a really well, well thought out um, game plan. Bay has worked for Kyoto Yushi for six years. Before that, he spent 25 years with several Wichita companies and business organizations. I'm a native Wichita, Kansas boy, born and bred, love, love our state. But what I have found a great joy in, in this particular opportunity is working with um, folks from another part of the world that have some very similar passions and desires to, to do a good job to, to make good product um, and to, 
help build a team. To read more on this story, go to KMUW.org. For decades, people zipping along U.S. 400 through Kiowa County have been treated to a vast display of strange metal sculptures as they pass by Mullenville. Now, some of artist M.T. Liggett's work is preserved in a building for people who want to slow down for a better look. Becky Tanner stopped in for this month's Hidden Kansas. Last year, more than 2,000 visitors pulled off the highway to see the pastures near Mullenville lined with hundreds of M.T. Liggett's whirligigs, quirky, and most oftentimes politically incorrect totem pole sculptures. But now, they have even more reason to stop. After M.T. passed away uh, just almost seven years ago, his trust contacted the Kohler Foundation for the Arts out of Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and they committed to preserve all of his work and um, became very involved in in, uh, the building of this wonderful visitor center. That's Ann Dixon, director of the 547 Arts Center at Greensburg. The center is the owner and manager of the M.T. Liggett Art Environment in Mullenville. The Liggett Visitor Center looks more like a cross between a barn, house, and studio. It's comfortable, zany, and every bit as quirky as the artist himself. We have the wonderful opportunity to preserve and carry on M.T.'s vision and and legacy for his art. He called his work Disco Artworks, manufacture of political statement totem poles. Folks in Mullenville, a town with fewer than 300 people, would, at times, roll their eyes at Liggett. But who was M.T. Liggett? At best, a curmudgeon. I would describe M.T. as one of the most complex people I ever knew. He had a very big heart, and he didn't want people to really see that a lot of the time. He was inventive. He was brilliant. He was an instigator. He was a thinker. He loved history and philosophy and art. And many of those things, the multifaceted views of his life came out in his creations. He was also controversial. M.T. would poke people a lot, and sometimes it could be hurtful. It could be damaging. There's still some folks in the local community that, you know, have, have ill feelings because of pain that they suffered. But on the other side, M.T. would poke people to get them to think. He never wanted people to become complacent in their viewpoint or rely upon somebody else to just tell them what they should think. For The Range, I'm Becky Tanner. Hidden Kansas explores intriguing spots across our state. To read more on the M.T. Liggett art environment, go to KMUW.org. And one last thing. I spent some time in northern Michigan last week with my college roommates. Although we've seen each other occasionally over the years, we hadn't all been in one place together since we graduated from the University of Michigan in 1980. Tim is a retired doctor, and Ron is a recently retired corporate attorney. Neil is also an attorney, 
although he spent much of his career in higher education. And there was me, the English lit major. We went kayaking and played some golf, but mostly we just talked about our families, our careers, about the goofy stuff we did in college, like stopping at a bar on the way home from a party and leaving our jackets with the coat check girl, along with the empty beer keg we happened to have. It seemed like the more we talked, the more the years melted away, and we were young again, ready for the lives that would follow. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Beth Goulet, Carly Cooper, Jonathan Huber, and Luann Stevens. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KEMUW, NPR for Wichita.